Hello, welcome along. It's a brand new episode of your favourite podcast, he says optimistically. Uh, it's Baffled. My name's Dan. This is where we try and find the most outrageous facts that are out there and decide if they are amazing or if they are nonsense. Uh, it's not just me. I'm with two acquaintances. Mark is one of is them. Is that all we are to you? Acquaintances. I, not even work colleagues. Acquaintances. I gave a little pregnant pause beforehand. Uh, what have you got for us this week? Right, this week I'm talking medical stuff. I'm talking booby stuff and I'm talking food stuff. Can you be booby stuff, Connor? Can I what? You weren't even listening, were you? No, I, I, no, I didn't hear. Medical it. stuff, booby stuff, food stuff. That's what you get from me this week. Can you be booby stuff, Connor? I can be booby stuff. Incredibly shaped petrol stations. Seven up. Something about seconds. And mine's about an insurance that is out of this earth. Uh, something about light and a real life up. It's all on the way with this week's Baffled. Now, before we probably crack into it, Con, mm. you raised an eyebrow when I mentioned the word insurance. In, the word insurance doesn't lend itself well to exciting facts, I don't think. No, but I'm intrigued. Because you said out of this world, so... It's interesting. My mum does that. Whenever I do something, whenever I say something that's a bit... You know, spooky, or like, you know, coincidental. She'll go, do, 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 do. Have you got any, like. Yeah, but your mum also says that your trousers had a divorce with the floor. So your mum has bad, Wait, what's things, your, what's, bad saying. What's your parents' stuff? We know Connor's mum's thing is, oh, the boys are bullying you again. They've not well, told you mom, this joke. My mum calls my dad fat, and my dad calls my mum worm. <laughs> well, that's their nicknames. Yeah. So your, your mum's nickname for your dad is fat. Yeah. That's odd. I feel like my parents are finding new... Like, they won't just say, oh, Mark, I think you're getting a bit fat. They will do stuff. Like, at Christmas, they'll buy me the Hairy Dieters cookbook. Or, like, my friend's wedding got pushed back and we'd already bought the suits for it because I'm a groomsman. And my dad just went, oh, I mean, you can't put any weight on in the next year. (laughs) Like, they find clever ways of just dropping in. I think you're putting a bit of weight on, Mark. My my mum would never, ever say something like that to me. Like, honestly, I, I could be... The size my waist could be the size of the equator, and my mum would be like, "Oh, you're slimming down nicely." No, my parents are the opposite. Yeah. They'll just say it as I've it just is. always been slim. Yeah, not like your dad. Apparently, I've got no slimming down to do. I'm just caught. Cool. Your dad's fat. I'm skinny. Is your dad actually a porker? No, not at all. But I don't know why she calls him fat. It's quite offensive, actually. But yeah, that happens at home. Mark, what's your first fact of the show? Surgeons are called Mister and Miss rather than doctors. Because historically, they never had degrees. Slide wow. off strong. That's great. It is, it is great. That so, is, that's my Popeye nephew fact. Yeah, I like that. Surgeons, are, yeah, wow. So basically, you will obviously, you'll always call a doctor a doctor. Yeah. And nowadays, obviously, you have to go to university to get a surgeon degree or a surgical degree. But back in the day, Connor, we're going back in the day, we're going back to the 18th century. Physicians were distinguished by the possession of a university medical degree, although actually they could just buy it. They could literally just buy one for 20 quid in the time, which is about 800 quid now. Can you imagine that? Going to a doctor, are you qualified? Yeah, bought qualification, mate. It's fine. Can you imagine that? I would, I would do that. Cut someone open. Yeah, I would However, do that. surgeons do that. didn't need qualifications. Quite often they'd be butchers. And that is why they're called Mr. and Miss rather than doctors historically. Mm. Not Mrs. Only Mr. and Miss. Are they still Mr. Called, and they Miss? They still called that then, yeah? They are. There's, I mean, there's a the thing. Surgeons don't like it. 
Because they're like, oh, we're doctors now. Yeah, I would. The annoying thing is, is you can't... Historically, that is why they're called it. And, I mean, some yeah. places do it differently. The annoying thing is, like, in my mind, because I always like to, to annoy someone to immediately go for the jugular, I'd like to call a surgeon Mr. or Miss. But the problem is, I am never going to be in a situation where I can do that because if I'm in surgery, I, I ain't awake. No, exactly. And also, they've got a knife over me. Yeah, don't annoy him beforehand. Afterwards, maybe, but not beforehand. Yeah. Call him Doc. Make him feel good about himself. All right, Doc. All right, Doc. Right, you ever had surgery? Yeah, I have, yeah. What have you had? <laughs> we actually can't talk about it on the podcast. Oh. You had downstairs surgery? Yeah. Mark, what about you? You, you? I reckon you've had surgery from some, like, touch American rugby injury. No, I did break a finger. Isn't touch American? The, isn't I, touch rugby the idea of not being hurt? Yeah, yeah, somehow from it I've got a black eye and a broken finger. Obviously it hurt. But did you crack on or did you, you were done there? It, you know what? It didn't actually hurt. I think because you got the adrenaline going, it doesn't actually hurt that much. I was just there, just like that's not right. I should go to a hospital. Because like, am I right in thinking like rugby players, of course, professionally, they're not playing touch, but they like dislocate fingers and get them re put in on the side and they're back. Yeah, on. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that is absolutely. Like, that's just not a game for me. It's the only time you've ever been in a hospital. It's the only time I've ever, for me, yeah, yeah. My medical record is super thin. I don't like doctors. I don't like hospitals. I avoid them at all costs. What's interesting, I've never needed to be. Your, your medical record's super thin, but your mum says that you're the opposite of that. So, Carno, what's your first fact of the pod? Okay, so there's only one, only one shell gas station that is shaped like a shell left. Why? Why would I care? What? What? Okay, so eight were Has built. That been a thing. Eight were built in the 1930s. So, Google this, because they look great. They actually look great. And there's only one left, and it's a shell-shaped gas station thing is, in I, the shape of a shell, and it looks incredible! Sure, this is a great fact, but... I, I think Type the, in shell-shaped fact. The more interesting fact isn't that there's one left, is that they were ever shaped like a shell. Yeah, it is interesting. Oh, they're pretty cool. They're really, really cool. But... The, it doesn't my, look anything like I imagined it to be. But my thing, my thing off of this... I had a thing with this fact. This is Have why you got a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Being from the UK, yeah. why is it that all the things are always in the US? You never get it in the UK. So they do, they one, do things better. So there's one left, US. Like, the oldest McDonald's is apparently incredible. I don't know if you guys have been there. I think that's in LA. Well, I mean, that, that, that is an American thing, though. Yeah, I know that. But what I'm trying to say is, is everything that's really, really cool like that is just America. It's just everything's cooler because America. America is so much extra. We don't really have ever, but also, it's much newer. But so we, we have Buckingham Palace. Like, our, our cool things are much older. We have, I, we have history. I would rather visit the shell ga- shell-shaped gas station than Buckingham Palace. That now, says a lot about you. Though. Yeah. Now listen, uh, it's you know we don't. I don't want this podcast to become just us googling stuff and saying, "Hey, just Google this." But like honestly, if you're at your laptop or a phone right now, Google uh, look up shaped shell-shaped gas station, and it is. The most American thing you've ever seen. It's not just like, oh, this is American. It's yeah. honestly yeah. the most like if, if they were if you're setting a film in America and you want to make it quintessentially stereotypically American, you're having this. If that, it looks like a Happy Meal toy. Yeah. So basically, to to kind of try and picture it for people who are listening. So imagine the typical American movie where they pull up to a gas station and there's like two pumps outside, which someone would come up and fill your car for you. Yeah. And then there's a building which is bright yellow and shaped like a shell <laughs> I love that's America. basically it I just love America like, look at that it just makes me happy 
Yeah, but that's the thing. A lot of what they make, I think that's it. A lot of what they make over there is just designed to make you happy. It just make no, it does. It's feel good. Like that is just brilliant. Like you know, stereotypically they they have their 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 sizes much bigger. They tend to have you know sugary, more sugary chocolates and candies and drinks and stuff. And it's just why if you can do it, let's do it. Let's make you happy. It just looks incredible. Look, it's in North Carolina. It just looks great. That that just makes me happy. It, it looks like it lives in SpongeBob SquarePants. Now imagine yeah, that down like you know. Uh, Great Marlborough Street, Tottenham Court Road. It would literally be graffitied. There'd be nothing left. Well, the, of it. the thing is, there's only eight left in the world. No, no, there's one left. There's one left. There was. There's eight. only one left in the world. That's why, because they kept getting graffitied. But it is always America to me. I don't know why. So whenever you hear these really cool things, there's one left. It always seems to be in America. Did you know you can buy alien abduction insurance? What? Yeah. Tell me more. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. A little plug for a company. This is all I've found. There's a company called Trusted Choice who offer insurance for various things: parachuting, you know, car crashes, house insurance, alien abduction slash UFO insurance for extraterrestrial kidnappings. Yeah, this is a fantastic. What? So for people that go to the moon? No, no, no. no you can no. get abducted by aliens on Earth if you've not seen the movies. It's a. It's a. It's insurance that if you're, you know. In, in your bed in Austin one day and then aliens creep through your window and snatch you up. How'd you claim, though? You're gone. Well, well no, but it, it's like life insurance. Obviously, you don't claim it because you're dead. In, your family claim it. In order to file a successful claim, you must be prepared to do the following. Provide specific information about the elephant. <laughs> elephants. About the elephant? An elephant's Sorry. doing it. Provide specific information about the aliens, including from where they are, what type of spacecraft they use. You need to d- describe a, a detailed... Description, sorry, of the abduction incident. Provide the signature of an onboard alien. You need to pass a lie detector test. Provide video footage of the third encounter and a statement from a third party witness. Right, so no one's ever claimed. Right, so, so, so it's not like your family members can do it for you. You have to go, look, mate, I get that you want to kill me. And uh, like you want to take me back, and you know I'll be your slave and all. But if you could drop me on Earth, sign this bit of paper just so I can claim some money first, that would be great. And we're talking to something that doesn't exist. Do you want to hear the real, real, real? Hang, oh, hang on, you don't believe in the dinosaurs, and you don't believe in aliens. So you believe in aliens? Yeah. Actual aliens. What does Space mean? radar looking aliens. Well, I don't think that they look like the crisps, no, but I think there are probably extraterrestrial beings that are alive somewhere. Yeah, I, I believe that as well, but I wouldn't call them aliens. What would you call them? Extra people on Earth. No, but they're not on Earth. On in space. That, that's what alien means. No, it isn't. Yeah, it does. What does alien, alien means mean? big eyes, and I think of the space raider person. Problem, problem is, now, this is an issue. You get $10 million if you've been a doctor. Yeah, you're right. Alien. None of the rest of that was an issue. Well, here's the real. You get $10 million. Okay. It gets paid to you a dollar a year. Oh. What? Yeah, no. You have to be alive 10 million years. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, isn't it? How much does it cost you to take this insurance out? 20 bucks. It's a great, it's a brilliant. 20 bucks a year? It's a brilliant fact, though. (laughs) But you have to keep paying while you're claiming. It makes me laugh. I think it's. But the thing is, I've realised this. I'll be honest. When I looked at this, I did look at it, but. It's clearly now I'm properly looking at it. It's one of those things like where you can buy, you know, a garden on the moon. Yeah. It's just like you get the certificate. Uh, and and the, the company have got a sweet bit of promo. But yeah, so you can get abduction insurance, which is pretty good. Also, should we all take it out just in case? And and it also pays against sarcasm damage. So when you come back and you said, oh, I've been abducted by aliens, and people are like, oh, all right, do aliens exist? Or are they just space raiders, space invaders with big eyes? They give you money for the damage that that causes. How much a year? 
One dollar. One dollar each. Oh, that's including sarcasm damage as well. Everything. One dollar. One dollar. It's pointless. Yeah? You're yeah. not having it? No, it's a load of sh- What a joke. <laughs> I actually thought with that. Someone that wanted a... It's a good fact, but who sat down and Is it a that? good fact? No, it is a good fact because it actually exists, so therefore it is a fact. But whoever thought of it's that, not it's a just good... a... It's, like, not, it's not a good fact. I hate people like this. It's I a, really hate people like this. It's it really, a good line. Really well, what it is, it's a good line. It's a good headline. It made you stand up. And also, it's just great from this company. No, it's just complete and utter. It's some sweet PR from this company. I hate people like this. What, not just you. companies trying to no, get not PR? You. Not you. You don't, need to, you don't need to get upset about this because the fact's good because it is actually real. But whoever thought of that, just obviously, like, it's good. It, it, job's I, about to go, this, hanging on, clutching <laughs> on shores. This company have done brilliantly here. No, they haven't. But it's a, it's a great line. It comes out there on fact websites so you can get alien insurance. Of course. Oh, all right. Well, I'll of tell you what. Of course you can't. Of course it doesn't mean anything. I'll, I'll but it's got this company a little bit of promo. I'll start insurance in case you chip over a dinosaur foot. Well, but that, that's... Break more, your neck. But that's more likely because of fossilised dinosaur feet. Well, is there insurance there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I think it's complete nonsense. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Completing us a nonsense. Do you not agree? Come on, it is nonsense. Yeah, but that's I mean, the point it of it. It's meant to be nonsense. Exactly, but I'm saying, like, but whoever thought of that you're is shit at their job. No, they're great at their job. Because no, how are they? Because they've got you so riled. That is the point. That's literally no, the point yeah, of it. Yeah, advertising. Mark, take us out of this cesspool. Bring us back down to earth and cheer Connor up as only you can with your ginger hair. Do you know who is Mark with fact two of the podcast? Thanks, mate. Thanks. Do you know who Agnes Sorel is? I do not know. Of course you don't. No one would. She was the chief mistress of King Charles VII of France. See, Dan, you are now seeing this from the other side. You can now watch me get lost. No, wait, but, no but the thing wait. is, don't get lost straight away. Just close your eyes, listen to what he's saying, and then the payoff to this will be great. Don't judge it on two words. Agnes Sorel liked to bear her favourite breast in public. So... She was uh, a mistress to the French king, but she generated a scandal with her fashion sense. She would wear low-cut gowns, which were specially tailored to expose her favourite breast. Only one. Old lefty over there. That was her favourite boob. So she would walk around with her left boob, with her right boob covered, left boob out. It was her favourite one. She wanted to expose it without, to everyone. Without getting very... Oi, 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 lads, lads, lads. Yeah. One boob on its own does not have the appeal. Just seeing one, one boob out there doesn't I, have the I, appeal. I don't think it was a, uh, oh, boys, come on, have a look, have a look, yeah. lefties out, have a look. I don't think it was like that. No, it's just Which is, by the way, how women speak when they expose one boob. Uh, it was more of a case of, oh, this is fashion. I'd this say half a boob. I'll take off a boob, yeah. yeah. Side boob. I One boob. Oh, well, I like it, and, and I enjoy the fact that she's done that. Is, is there not a catchphrase? I was. I thought that would lead to a catchphrase. Like that's how we get the phrase. No, literally, no. Dan, you stick your left. No, out literally, and she had one titter hanging out. That is it. <laughs> that is it. I quite like her. Is there a purpose? No, it just, just fashion. Is there a purpose to your bowl head? No, no. Cheers. That's the point. Um. Uh, wow. This is the, this is the 1400s. Yeah, this was you know 1400 in France. Do whatever you want. What would happen if they'd done that now though? I wonder what would that, is that illegal? What if old no, Megan just walked out with one out? boob out? Is it illegal to walk on the streets with? I think body if you frequently part? did it, you'd probably get done for indecent exposure. 
Indecent exposure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's like you, Connor yeah. would be at the course case going, It's decent exposure, <laughs> god damn it. Sorry, oh, sorry, Judge. Um but you might uh, yeah, found it not proven, not proven, because that is decent exposure where I come from. That's a normal Tuesday night. Yeah. That's Brentwood for you on a Wednesday. I like this woman. I like the cut of her jib. Yeah, the cut of her jib, which just exposes the left boot. Exposes just, just the just the left nipular area. Have you got a favourite? Boob, favorite boob con. I was really worried about where that was going to go. <laughs> you got a favorite part of the boob? You got a favorite boob? Left, no, left of, your, right. of your boobs. I've got one. Which one's your favorite? That's slightly bigger than the other. It's probably the bigger one. What, I like, like how you've you renamed it to Peck. You concentrate that. Yeah, yeah. Because I always work it on the gym. Only on the right though. Only really on the right. Yeah, because more my more dominant arm as well. Your left arm is for. So you'll probably find that your more dominant arm will be slightly bigger, maybe bicep, tricep, pec wise. Yeah, just naming muscles. What well, and on the left when you're doing that, you're on TikTok, yeah. No, not in the gym. You are one, you are one of these people in the gym, right? You do a little bit of workout and then you sit there on your phone for half an hour. No, no, no. I changed the mute. I'd love to see you in the gym. I tell you what, there was a time. Oh, Dan, I'm very I'm very hard. I don't have a constitution that puts on heavy muscle. But there was a time a few years ago where I did go to the gym quite frequently. And I, I, I mean, come on, it's not like I was Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But there was some definition there. But then I gave up and just started running. Mate, your favourite ma- machine at the gym is the vending machine. Let's not kid ourselves. And about drinking this. beer. Connor, what's your second fact of the podcast? Make it good. I'm not here for a quick time. I'm here for a fun time. Seven Up is a straightforward name. Right. So when Charles Grigg created Seven Up in 1929, he named it after the original seven ounce bottle and the direction that the bubbles go up in a soda. Seven Up. It just screams, I forgot to name this. What do I name this? But you're in a meeting going, I've got this new drink. It's lemon and lime. It's fizzy. What's it called? It's quite a peppy name, seven isn't it? Like when you hear up. seven up, I do think, oh, that's a bit sprightly. Oh, I'm feeling bubbly. No, it's not sprightly. That's very much the point. It is not sprite. Question. Lee. What's the difference between seven up and lemonade? Seven up's got lemon, lemon and lime, lime I believe. In, yeah, as well as lemon. So it's just that. A little bit different. I don't really drink lemon seven up. Great. No. You're fine. <laughs> do you know what? I never ever go no, to... No, that'll, that'll be a fact in two episodes never, time for you. I don't drink 7-Up. I never go to the shop and buy a lemonade. Great. What? Do you? No, I, I mean, if, I, anyone if, does. if I want a Sprite... I'm a, I'm a Sprite person rather than a 7-Up person, I'll be honest. What's the difference between Sprite, 7-Up and lemonade? Well, so again, they're the same. So Sprite and 7-Up have lime in it, but they're made by two different companies. What, what do you do then? If you're... What you know? If you're you're in a supermarket and you just want a nice little quenchy drink, what, mm. what are you going for? Oh, if I if I need to get my thirst, water. <laughs> yeah, okay. F- you can't have water. But if I really right, if, if you I weren't l- going to be a pansy, what would you go for? Oh, I love a Dr Pepper. Mm, it's a good drink. Um, right, here's a question: What flavour is Dr Pepper? It isn't. It isn't a flavour. It's um. It's like Iron Brew. It's like amaretto, isn't it? It's like there's a, there's a touch of Mars yeah. in there. Oh, it tastes like germaline. What's that? You know germaline, the pink cream that you used to put on your bad cups? No, I never did. Germaline? Nah, just you no, just... Do you know my favourite drink of all time? My favourite, favourite soda of all time? Is it warm germaline? Root beer. Uh, Do- <coughs> Dr Pepper is a blend of 23 fruit flavours, officially. Right, we're spaffing on about 7-Up. Tell me. 7-Ounce. I, like, I don't like the cut of this man's jib that he's just turned up. Is that your phrase of the day? Yeah, I know. Uh, that he's just turned up... And he's not got any ideas and he's called it 7-Up. Yeah, literally. 7-ounce bottle, bubbles go up. 7-Up. To be fair. Good name. Straight to the point. Fair creativity, isn't it? Good name. Everyone remembers it. 
Yeah, good. You know what Seven Up is. Like. Yeah, but I don't remember it. Because well, you didn't know what Seven Up is. Yeah, I don't. Was, uh... I don't remember it because of that. Like I remember Pepsi because it's called Pepsi. I remember Coke because it's called Coke. I don't remember Seven Up. Yeah. Oh, because of the fact that it's a seven ounce bottle and the bottles go up, bubbles go up. Why is Fanta called Fanta? You will now. Yeah, why are they called what they're called? Doctor Pepper. Fanta. Strange. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Coca Cola. Interestingly, Doctor Pepper more qualified than a surgeon. Fanta. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, yeah. If he had a knife, it'd be Mister or Miss Pepper. Right, for my second fact of the podcast, I want to present to you a real-life version of the movie Up. I'm all on board for this. Lawn Chair Larry, Larry Walters. He made a 45-minute flight in a homemade airship of a patio chair connected to 45 helium balloons and just took to the sky, baby. Amazing. It was him, uh, a couple of snacks for the road, a couple of drinks, maybe a 7-Up. He also had a shotgun so he could... Blow the balloons up so he could control his ascent and descent. I don't think he went a shotgun. That's what I need for that. It was actually- Rather than maybe like a dart gun or a BB gun. Yeah. Actually- he went, no, no, shotgun. A bull shotgun, sorted. To be fair, it was a pellet gun. Uh, he, but the problem is, he lost the gun. <laughs> Spot gun. He, he lost the gun overboard, right? And oh, no. So he, he just drifted for 45 minutes. Did he have a parachute just in case nah why, why bother well, it was quite easy it's, to fall out that chair he had nah you're fine strap yeah, himself in he had he had feet he had food and beer how many he drifted for 45 minutes ended up near some power lines then got arrested how many balloons would you need for well, 45 one per minute yeah uh, and then when he was um, when he came down when he was finally arrested uh, they didn't really know what to arrest him for because there's quite clearly not a law that says by the way you can't do this so they were like Oh, we're arresting you because um, no, I think you think you've done something wrong. I'd be I'd be petrified if I was him being up there. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, Seven. Up. Um, nineteen eighty-two, so he would have been thirty-three. Thirty-three. Oh. Okay. So that's he, one of those things that let's face it. He took beer on the road. He probably had a few beforehand, and he went. Well, this is the problem, yeah, wasn't it? Do. So it's all do. This he uh, like you're saying that you'd be like papping yourself, but the problem is like this guy is was obviously a bit out there enough to try it out. Like, if you're out there enough to try it out, you're pretty chilled about it. There's been quite a few uh, imitators as well. A few people have, have tried. His intention uh, was to just float over, over the Mojave Desert in California. That's so dangerous. As if he has got a parachute. If that if they balloons break, I don't know, but you're dead. Yeah. Like, if a bird flies through him, pops a lot. And how high did he get? Gone. How high did he get? Uh, he rose to an altitude of over 15,000 feet. So you know when I was going to do my parachute jump? Yeah. Uh, higher than that. And his legs are hanging. Yeah, of course they are. Have you not got to wear like a mask at that level? No, 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 not that level. There's no COVID up there. Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> you just chill out. You that, just kind of chill out. That is... He was fined $4,000. For what? It, it was a bit... Uh, for, thanks for asking, um, for... Operating an aircraft within an airport traffic area without establishing and maintaining two-way connections with the control tower. Do you reckon... Do you re- well, imagine do if right. you rung up. Two imagine things. Imagine if you here. went, okay, well, I should have rung up. Hello, mate, I'm going up on a um, B&Q furniture set with yeah. 45 balloons attached to me. Do you want to get the flight yeah. paths going? Alpha 316 <laughs> to mission control. <laughs> there's there's two things I love about the fact they got arrested for that. One, inside his head, he probably went, huh, I think I made an aircraft. Two is that there was probably about six policemen in a room with the law book going, we can find something to charge him with. Just anything. It can be vague, but we will charge him with something because we've arrested him. Digging deep, I reckon. And they've literally just gone through and after five hours of searching, they've gone, bloody got it. What's great as well 
So a charge of operating civil aircraft for which there is not currently an airworthiness certificate was dropped because such a, like a law technicality because it was not applicable to his craft class of aircraft. So they were basically saying we want to charge him with saying that um, th- this isn't airworthy, but we can't do that because we can't we can't register that as an aircraft yet. Oh my wow. god! And he said that if he didn't do it, he thought he would end up in the funny farm. So if he didn't do that, people would think he was like had a mental problem but the Min- fact he did do it he was like yeah people think I might think I'm saying now I'm trying to imagine how he done the takeoff because all the balloons attached it's would, a start, thing, would it's, start to it, raise the chair right? it's now called cluster ballooning so in, in 1984 a guy went up to 9,000 foot with 57 helium balloons was fined $4,000 uh, the, the Guinness Book of World Records recognises the highest altitude ever reached was um, a guy called Mike Howard and Steve Davis who reached over 18,000 feet with 400 balloons. There we go. This is a thing. But no one's quite moved a house yet. David Blaine did it, didn't they? Did he? David yeah. Blaine did it a few, like a month or so ago. Wow. I think he was held on with a harness and then he parachuted down. Oh, yeah. Easy. Pussy. Magic, isn't it? Pussy. The Moments That Made Me with me, Roxy Nafusi, is back. And Series 2 has got some incredible guests lined up. Here is a little taster. People see mental illness as a weakness, but I think people with mental illness are stronger. I'm a proud gay man now. I feel proud every single day. So then I had to go about the task of trying to accept it because I wasn't going to get plastic surgery and I wasn't going to change it. You know, those moments in your life, it was like a thunderbolt. Was it really? A big time. The conversations I've been having have blown my mind and I cannot wait for you guys to hear what's to come. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss one of our amazing episodes. They will be out every Wednesday morning. That's the moments that made me with me, Roxy Nafusi. Find it wherever you found this podcast. Just a quick reminder before we move on to our third round of facts. Uh, You've got nothing to do. No jobs. We're taking it. You can have that. You can have the slight day off. If you want a baffled badge, they are cluttering up Mark's desk. I want rid of them. It's a badge blitz. Send an email info at baffledpod.com. Just let us know what you want. One. Send us your biggest dreams, homes, and desires. Your worst fears. If you want just anything, just say hello. It's fine. Make sure you let us know your address as well, so we can send that on to you. Mark, give us your third and final fact of the podcast. Ketchup was sold as a medicine. Nice. So in 1834, ketchup was sold as a cure for indigestion, diarrhea, jaundice, and rheumatism. I get terrible indigestion. Yeah, you strike me as a person. I don't think I've ever had it. I get it most days. What are you eating that's doing this? Not enough know. ketchup. Not enough ketchup. Well, funny you say this. I think I've got food intolerance. I'm, I'm going to find out what this is. Oh, my word. I get bad indigestion. It's one thing after another. And this it? isn't IBS related. This is general indigestion. It oh, is. my God. Have you got IBS? Corner has IBS. Corner has IBS. But it bloody well works when it comes out the other end. <laughs> so talk to me more about this ketchup medicine. Okay. So it was uh, an Ohio physician. That's in America. Connor loves America. Named Dr. Dr. John Cook, who decided that this was going to be a good cure. So it was marketed as a medicine. But then late in the 1800s, uh, it became the popular condiment that it is. So it just kind of... So it started out as a a medicine. Yes, it was a medicine. 
and that was 1834. It was a medicine. But then the late 1800s is where it became popularised as a condiment. And now it is the world's most popular condiment. How nice is ketchup? Do you ever have that family or the family friends or the people that you know at school back in the day where they just have ketchup on everything? Oh, mate, roast these dinners. These people, these people. Here's the question. Fridge or cupboard? Cupboard. I, um, I think I put mine in the fridge. No, cupboard. Mate, no, because it cools down your hot food. It's too cold. How much of it do you think I use? I'm a dipper. Straight and? I'm a dipper. What ketchup? What do you mean, what ketchup? Glass bottle. Oh. No, I can't be bothered with it. Mate, I'll I tell you what, hold me to this. Glass bottle, hard to get out of, but if you no, hit it, bang secret. on the 57. No, yeah, there you go. Comes out. That's a secret, yeah. Hold me to this. Everything tastes better out of the glass bottle. So version. here's the thing. So the only thing that does taste, yeah, well, that might be the case. Coca-Cola? Yeah, so, so the Coke out of a glass bottle is the best variation of Coke you can get. Heinz ketchup? But, true, I'm not, I'm not paying for Heinz ketchup. Give me, just give me non-brand. Give me Tesco's own. Beer, better out of a bottle than can. No. I've got to buy my own stuff. You live with your parents. I'll treat you. I'll bring in a bottle of glass Heinz ketchup. I know week, it's great, but it's a fact. you can just taste how a You can have it with the Happy Meal he's having as the parrot that he's going to bring in watches you. <laughs> if I lived on my own, I wouldn't be buying home brand Sainsbury's. I'll tell you that now. I'd be buying Heinz ketchup that I enjoy. Yeah, fine. We'd have to have... What's well, easy? Well, one pound baby? Yeah, but then when you can save that quid... And buy like 65p owned. I'd brand. love to go shopping with you. Me what do you and mean? You. Every, everything I do, he goes, Oh, I'd love to do this. Yeah, I'd just you. love to see you. You just want to stalk him. Do you know, when you'd love to see Dan live life, like, uh, no, just get really, irritated no. at someone in the. Oh, 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 you know, just like really. I don't like, really do that. I'm re- oh, excuse, excuse me. I'm really. Excuse, good. Excuse, uh, Gerald. Comes over. <laughs> Who's Gerald? This, this Sainsbury's home brand ketchup was 80p last week. It's 85 this week. Who do you think? I literally. Do you understand? I reckon that, Anime, that there's seven times a day that Dan asks to talk to the manager. Oh, I don't know. Uh, mate, know. These, are, these were 80p last week, 85p this week. Mate, there is glass Heinz. I'm. Glass Heinz. Nah. So here's the thing I'm actually quite zen. I'm actually quite chilled out when I'm not in your company. No. You just I, bring out of me. I'm literally, I'm literally quite. Dan, Dan, Dan. We had a Christmas party last year where you lost the plot because your flavoured vodka was the worst one out of everybody. You are not and zen. And it was. You are not zen. You even was like, oh, but I mean, but I got a little bottle that I made. And it was. In fairness, the glass version tasted better than the. You're not the, that uh, zen, and it's okay to not be zen. No, you believe I, in what you is, do. No, I'm quite, I'm quite chipper, just smiling ever most of the time. It's just you wind me up, and you, you brought it out of me then. You're bringing it out of me now. It's nice. I like doing it. It's good. It's good to let it out. I bet you go home and have a great time, you missus, because all your anger's out. Yeah. There we go. I'm pretty zen. Like it's because of me. You can thank me for your I, I good relationship. I don't think I've literally ever, ever asked to speak to a manager. Oh, never. Oh, come on. No, why would I do that? Come on. I'm pretty fine. I'm pretty stoic about it. You've never complained? No. Bad chip advisor of you? No, (laughs) no, I've never done any of that. I just kind of let it go, really. I'm very much like, if I'm annoyed, it's within within two seconds and then it's forgotten about. Are you one of... I know you. I know your type. You don't know this. Are you the ones where like, so... I'm the say one that's going to have like a, a mental breakdown when I'm sta- 40 and murder people. Say, you know, you're in, say you're standing in a queue and you're with me. Yeah, not that, that would ever happen, but you're standing in a queue with me. Somebody in front of you is doing it. Are you the one that's like, fucking, like, seriously, this guy is like, You get really annoyed, but you whisper the annoyance. No, if you I'm... already approach you, like, mate, come on! No. The conveyor belt's moving. Get your stuff on there. <laughs> I've got to go. I've got 15 minutes left on my <laughs> ticket in the car park. No, I just generally. If you're I am, a head shaker, yeah, aren't but you? Dan's this one. He's like, 
It, dep- it depends what it is. I get very, very annoyed by... I thought it was then. Just, yeah, but, you know, as I was saying, it's next second it's done. I'm generally very annoyed by, like, civil ignorance. Like, well, people not opening doors, like that kind of stuff. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like petty rudeness. Can't be you just shut it. the door on me in the meeting room when we come in here. Are you f- mental? When we walked into the studio earlier, I was right behind you. you sh- See, this is the... This to I, myself. I, I'm a little bit... I mistake. have hit an owl on the head. What you could have done... Why would I do no no? It's fine. Mark? I don't whisper. I just shake my head. Why would I do that? We're about to. Why would I do you remember no? the last episode when I said I feel like I do this podcast with two children? Why would I do you that? You two bicker like right. your brothers. Whisperer. Why? All right, mate. What's your third fact of the podcast? A second is called a second for a reason. Yeah, it would be. What is the reason? Give us the, the reason. First, the first division of an hour is by minutes. If you divide minutes, the next measurement is by seconds. The term is seconds. What? So because it's the second division of an hour, I don't that's why it. it's seconds. Absolutely, I don't believe it. Oh, no. no. There's no way it's true. true. It's not true. Type in. No, the thing is... Google why a second's called seconds. This podcast is not me just fact-checking your thing. Well, if you see that it's not true, then you need to check up. There is no way the reason we call it seconds is because it's a second division of an hour. Please! Originally... Let, uh, I'm going to... I'm, I'm back... Don't, don't huff at me. We're not me. going back down to the 8BC. Originally, the second was known as second minute. So it was hour, minute, second minute. That is where it's now become right, so better, seconds. Better. Right? That's, that's, a, that's a better explanation of it. No, second division. That is quite in- interesting, though. You like that? Well, yeah, now it's been... Put that in your pipe. <laughs> uh, I feel like it needed more context well, I, I, for it to make sense <laughs> rather than just... Do you know why are minutes called minutes? I didn't really get it. I was actually just all trying to work out. Why are minutes called minutes? Don't know. Uh, the first division was originally known as a prime minute. Par minuta. Which means small unit, small minute in in Latin, I'd imagine. Yeah, I like to know where words come from, <laughs> like gear. <laughs> I've always wondered that. It's my one of my favourite words. Where does the word git come from? Where does that come from? I don't know. Have you found out? Git. So git, if you're, I guess, if you're not from the very southeast of England, git is like, um, you, you, I imagine a git is like a kind of a, a fat, irritating man. Oh, you're a git. You're all right, old git. Is that in git? No, no one said. No, git is like an abusive word. Yeah, like he's, being I mean, a, he's being a git. Yeah, like a the foul word man. Like, oh, git, git first appeared in print in 1946, but is undoubtedly older. It is originally an alteration of the word get, dating back to the 14th century. A shortening of beget, which insinuates the recipient is someone's misbegotten offspring and therefore a bastard. I think I only really care about stuff from 2000 forward. <laughs> You asked, I am. Do you think what, just, what did anyone do before 2000? They were just mute. They just didn't no, say anything. You just said, I'm really interested in the way words work. Do you know what, actually, as well, I wanted to bring up with you two, coming off of my fact. You know when I said to you about the fact that colours were different back in the day? Remember? So everything I, doesn't yeah, seem I, very colourful. I vaguely remember that. A friend of mine called Ant I'm going to get a voice note from him explaining this why, why am I proves be- my theory why am I believing Ant proves yeah. my theory why do I care about Ant because Ant is in a world of graphic design colour and he understands he's a natural reason behind this and he knows the facts I'm going to tell you about this when I know it so here's the thing specifically what you're missing there is it was your job when you gave us the fact 
to understand it fully to explain it. No, I didn't tell you. There weren't a fact. I mean, I just said that was my opinion, and you were well. Well, the world used to be brighter. The world's brighter now. Colors are more brighter. They're more advanced than what they were back in the day. That's my opinion. I just just can't believe it. Red didn't look like that back then. No. What did it look like? Not as red as that. Bit more faded. Not as vibrant, not as punchy. But I think maybe in design stuff. So oh, here I think we go. maybe See, maybe Ant might, no, maybe Ant might be right in that you're better. We're better at replicating reds now in print because we've got the technology to do it. I do not believe that a green tri- uh, the blue sky was less blue back in the 1600s. No, yeah. no, 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 not that. Just more as in stuff around you wasn't as colourful so not you know trees and stuff I'm saying more as in like a red car yeah of course it is because we're just better at replicating those colours I thought you see you grew me see that's what sense it's time for the last fact of the podcast did you know whenever you're looking at something you're you're looking back in time that is correct so it takes light eight minutes to go from the sun to you right which means that whatever you're seeing you're looking back in time but we're not using the sun right now. We're using light bulbs. Still taking a while. I mean, my t- tiny, tiny second, which is the second division of an hour. But forget about these interior lights. When you look at anything like outside, when you look at planets, when you look at the sun, you're looking back in time. Don't look at the sun, obviously. Light travels at the speed of 299,792 kilometres per second, which is 186,287. Right, okay. A, that's a lot of numbers. Miles B, it doesn't matter whether the light comes from the sun or comes from the lights in this room yeah I know but it's the fun thing about the sun eight minutes eight minutes for the light to go from the sun to your eyes it's a long time maybe it's miles away millions of miles away it's actually one astronomical unit away so are we seeing in the past because what what you're looking at the light that is going from what you're looking at to your eyes was sent a few seconds milliseconds ago like you can see stuff around you in this studio you can see this microphone because the light is hitting it and it's bouncing the colours to your eyes. That's why you can see it. That's happening very slightly in the past. Wow. It can't happen in the future, can it? No, None it of us can see the future. No. I never knew that. Which means technically the colour of this microphone was dimmer and duller back in the day when it was sent to you. Yeah. Just a, just a few minutes. Because we're on the downward ago. curve. Just a, we're going down. It's clever. Yeah, it's very. That's the way. I didn't know. I, I never knew that. It's the way science works. I'm my enlightened. Friends. Yeah, the distance between the sun and the earth is one astronomical unit. Did you know that? I did. So and so that's how things are measured in space quite a lot of the time. The dist- as in we use the distance between you know, the sun and the earth. Sometimes like you lose me and you wonder why. Do you understand a little bit why? Well, that's interesting. An astronomical yeah, unit. Yeah, but you know like the numbers and all them well, units. I, yeah. You did say a lot of numbers. Do you know like, uh, uh, you know. Uh, right, I'll regain you, Con. It takes 499 seconds for light to travel from the sun to the earth. Which is 186,287 miles per second. Wow. Which light travels at a speed of 299,792 kilometres per second. You got those? Yeah. Read those back to me? No. Forgotten. Incredible. Right, what have we learned this week on Baffled? Um, If you want to tap into that like old school nostalgia fashion, just get your left boob out. Also, apparently everything looks better in America. If you want to get abducted by aliens, it's worth it because you get $10 million over 10 million years. That is it from us. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mark. I will see you later. If you want a badge, let us know. It's info at baffledpod.com and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>